And now, Dan Apples connecting the dots. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Where the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. Tuesday morning and welcome to Connecting the Dots with Dan Happel. And today we've got a special guest on. Uh, she's a really a special friend. Uh, this young lady is uh, really a, a, a godly woman, a very, very bright researcher and just an incredible lady. And I, uh, I always enjoy having her on. Uh, Celeste Salam is a a former FEMA study director, researcher, and whistleblower. And she does an amazing job of looking behind the curtain. And uh, Ricky, you, uh, you, you mentioned looking behind the curtain. And um, I don't know of anybody that uh, spends more time behind the curtain than Celeste. Uh, Celeste, you're uh, going to be joining us today to talk about directed energy weapons and uh, Celeste, welcome to the program. We had a chance to visit with you a little bit last week when you were on with uh, Dr. Barry Trower, but we also, um, you know, you've got so much information, so much background in this stuff. I just felt like uh, you were cheated for time, and so I wanted to bring you back and uh, give you a chance to really show your stuff and show the world what exactly is going on with directed energy weapons. And so this is a great opportunity. Welcome to the program. So I'm kind of going to do a retro uh, segue from the previous program where they were talking about um, uh, dematerializing troops and mm -hmm. rematerializing them. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted uh, the guys to know that in 2018 at a military conference, the U.S. in fact does have that capability. And they were talking about taking cadres of troops, dematerializing them, and they could materialize them in your living room, in your bedroom, wherever they want them. Uh, they just rematerialize much like Star Trek. So yes, in fact, it is not only China that has that technology, but America did and announced it in 2018 when they started to unveil their transhumanism program. So that's where I heard it. I was at that conference. See, what did I tell you, Ricky? Uh, 
you and Michael, uh, Celeste is absolutely uh, brilliant and a blast to listen to because she is a researcher that uh, probably does a better job than just about anybody I know. All right, Dan, we're ready to go here. Okay, let's go ahead and roll with that video and then we'll come back with Celeste. Sonic tractor beams use loudspeakers to create high pressure shapes out of sound. Acoustic holograms that can hold, rotate, and even move objects in midair. But for years, researchers have struggled to levitate objects larger than half the wavelength of the sound. Using a single acoustic vortex, researchers have only been able to levitate teeny tiny objects about 1.6 millimeters wide. Larger items spin uncontrollably and are ejected. Now a team of engineers has figured out how to levitate objects more than 10 times that size. Using 192 loudspeakers, they created two vortexes that pulse in alternating bursts of a few milliseconds each. This technique stops the objects spinning, which makes them more stable and allows the researchers to levitate objects larger than the wavelength of the sound. It may be a while before such beams can be put to practical use, but in the meantime, scientists say that with more powerful speakers, they might be able to hold and even control astronauts in zero gravity. Hmm. Okay, Celeste, was, uh, was that the one you wanted? No, <laughs> but oh, that's okay. Okay. Um, that is one of the that is one of the many uh, videos that will well they are on uh, my new series uh, calling fire down from heaven. So you can view mm -hmm. my series at shepherdsheart.life, and that's what I'm typing in. And once I get there, then I will try to share screen again. Okay, now let's share screen. I can talk electric or technology all day, but operating it is a whole different thing. So if you go to my blogs, my news, and so this is the one that I just put up this morning. Uh, it's basically crystal skulls. This is a plan to make your brain transparent and to infiltrate your brain using lasers, direct energy lasers. So I go into that technology. I'm kind of going backwards on this. Mm -hmm. Then uh, yesterday or the day before I did laser direct energy weapons. And these lasers, now these are not acoustics. Havana syndrome was acoustical and these are laser beams and they cause micro explosions and so much more that's kind of where you're going to see the levitation and we're mm. going to dive in like is levitation from god is levitation purely physics or is it um the occult and witchcraft so we i mm. dive into that a little bit um then there's the new DARPA power beaming, uh, the matrix of death. What mm -hmm. they are going to do through optical is change our whole energy grid on the planet. And no longer are you going to have wires coming into your house. You are going to have from these very low orbiting CubeSats up in the sky, they are going to disseminate power through optics. And so that is the laser beam. And so I 
talk about this new DARPA uh, power beaming and what are the consequences of that? It's kind of fry and die. I mean, people are so focused on 5G and 6G that, excuse me, that they have really missed that that's really old technology. The wave of the future is optical direct energy weapons, whether they're acoustic, well, acoustic, but laser beams. Uh, they are going to be doing everything from medicine, like I said, to the power grid. So I explore mm -hmm. that. Then we're going to go down here. These are all of the things, the keywords. I have all the keywords that you need um, and what this project, the different projects do. Then the Space Force template to change the world. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I had no idea. And we're going to go through some of that today about the space um, the space based weaponry that is up there. They tend not to talk about it or they try and di di uh, direct our attention. Oh, we're going to go colonize Mars and the moon and exoplanets and all this and get us to buy in. But what is really the dark nefarious side of this and what can it do to all of us? And then I've got the the Illuminati and NASA and DARPA. They always love to name their their projects and missions and operations after gods and goddesses. And this one is called the Artemis II, and it's supposed to go um, to different planets and and asteroids and that type of thing. So I go into that and how optical direct energy weapons are going to be how they beam back information to us supposedly uh, but there's a whole another side to it that they don't want you to explore and so that's what we're going to explore and actually the first one in my series if you are a student of the bible like i am is will the antichrist call down fire from heaven now in the bible pretty much Whenever fire from heaven comes down, it is always at the hand of God. <clears throat> so this, uh, there's only one, one time, and that's in Revelation, where someone other than God, and I believe that it's really God in control, but he allows an evil to bring down fire from heaven. And that's what we're seeing with this direct energy weaponry and that's so this is what started this whole thing i'm you know me i go through 150 journals each with 50 studies every week to bring you the news that nobody goes after angels fear to tread so i saw this on the cover of one of my applied nanomaterials like who in the world goes to applied nanomaterials um and this was september 22nd of this year and i saw this and i go Ooh, that's a direct energy weapon. And those look like mm -hmm. charred trees, you know, mm -hmm. and I just went crazy on it. And um, that started my whole project of doing this series. And the more, I mean, I thought, oh, I'm just going to be doing a 20 minute series. <laughs> no. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. Don't ever <laughs> Don't even say it. Don't think it, because what's going to happen is you're going to go down the rabbit hole like, you know, Dan, so well. Mm -hmm. And I fell hard into this rabbit hole. And so I've been working at this for like a month now. So anyway, mm -hmm. 
Well, that's that's why you're such a, a, a great resource because you do delve into this stuff and you know where to go. As a study director with FEMA, you learned how to go through the research materials and where to find things. And most people have no clue. You did it for the government, so you know exactly where to look uh, to find where the entrances to the rabbit holes are. Yes. So that, that, yeah, that's a an amazing skill. Incidentally, right. I'm sure you appreciated my uh, the pictures I put in my newsletter uh, I did. about that I very did. same thing. Yeah. Incidentally, uh, so last uh, you're you're a, a a researcher very familiar with uh, Nikola Tesla and yes. uh, the Philadelphia experiment was the first use of that. Uh, uh, where they actually uh, trans transferred uh, materials, uh, you know, it, it, the Philadelphia was a, an old minesweeper, and they actually uh, tried to move it from one location to another, and the personnel on it, and it ended up being kind of a real mess. They've even made movies about it, but that was the information. Some of that was the information that was in the trunks that were in uh, Tesla's apartment in New York when uh, when he died, the CIA or the o OSS went in and literally stripped the place bare. And uh, uh, John Trump, uh, Donald Trump's uh, uncle, was uh, in charge of that uh, that group that went in there and took all that material. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was just asked the question this week, were is our country really a godly country because you know there's we can't deny that there's evil forces and i said you know really we the people that came to america were looking for religious freedom and it was based on godly principles did we always ask act godly no no we don't we have a flesh sin nature and uh sometimes we whether it's intentionally or unintentionally, we mess up. And so there there was always, wherever there's light, there, you know, there's kind of this darkness. There's this war between good and evil, light and darkness. And that's what we've seen play out throughout our country's history and really now the world. It's a world mm -hmm. stage. So um, it's kind of interesting that the way people are thinking now. Well, I, you know, I, I, when people, I have people ask me that too. And, and I think we are a godly country because our whole constitution, our whole system of government was based in natural law, based in the Ten Commandments and uh, God's unalienable rights. Uh, in other words, a transfer of those uh, rights given from God, not government. And uh, so the essence of our system is based in a very, very godly system. We just need to get back to that. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Well, let's, you know, we, we were talking about directed energy weapons with uh, Barry Trower. Mm. There's a long history of this. This goes back to, uh, they were even, the, the Nazis were playing with it in World War II. And the reason they did was because they were getting a crap bomb, bombed out of their country. And they were desperate because they couldn't keep planes in the air, fighters in the air, 
to bring down the huge number of bombers that were being uh, sent over the over the German uh, Reich every single day. And so they started working with uh, the idea of lasers as ways to uh, take down bombers. And they actually had some success with it, but it was uh, mainly by blinding uh, the pilots so that uh, they they couldn't you know they couldn't do their missions correctly the uh, pilots and the bombardiers and that was uh, the first use really of lasers in a uh, I guess I would call it a warlike setting. Well, when uh, when we uh, supposedly won the war. Uh, Operation Paperclip, the OSS, later the CIA, brought a whole bunch of German scientists over to the United States. They also did the same thing, incidentally, to uh, Russia, to the Soviet Union, because all the ones that were trapped uh, on, on the east side of the Iron Curtain ended up over there. But we got kind of the cream of the crop, because they were scared to death of the Soviets, and a lot of them ran like... Uh, like cowards to the west, and we got uh, the lion's share of them. But anyway, don't don't want to get into too much detail there. But those directed energy weapons, those laser weapons, were then uh, experimented on by our uh, OSS CIA, and then later DARPA. And so that's kind of a lead in. I'll let you take it from there because you know a lot of the history about how all that progressed. That actually started before um, World War II. And so in a couple of the articles, just briefly, not too many people like to study history anymore, but when it's applicable to know, you know, kind of put, you connect the dots and I'm a dot connector myself. And so sometimes you have to know the history so that we can, you know, figure out when did this stuff start happening really through this series, uh, although it was earlier, as you mentioned, with the Manhattan Project, 2013 they re- was a pivotal year for uh, these programs for optical. Now, Havana Syndrome, once again, was acoustical. It was a direct energy weapon, but it was um, sound, sound waves. They're all waves, and they c- can have sound. The one interesting thing that um, with the laser beam is you can actually hear it in some, some people hear when they are hit. Now I was hit with a laser beam. Was it this spring or last spring? I don't know. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, and when I was leaving Bozeman to go to Missoula and about 20 minutes outside of Bozeman, both my dog and I were hit with a laser beam and it from the side, the driver's side, and it caused instant inflammation, instant pain. And believe it or not, it, it kind of shut down our kidneys and both in both my dog and I, and we went to a hotel in Missoula and we didn't move for like three days. So this is scary technology um, that we're talking about. So what I'm going to do is kind of meander through, go back to that one article and we'll just go down so these were not charred trees, although they could be. Um, and we'll find out what this is. This is actually um, 
laser induced graphene. So, mm. you know, we're hearing a lot about graphene and the nanoparticles. We're hearing a lot about it as far as the vaccination mm -hmm. and different pharmaceuticals, but nobody is talking about LIG laser induced graphene. So this can either be before it's inserted into you or afterwards. So we go and we're talking about, oops, I guess I have to actually push the article. Is that what, what I have to do? Uh, well, then I'm going to have to back up. <laughs> like I said, I could talk sure. technology all day long, but operating it is. So some of the uh, things in this one are, so this laser-induced graphene and the direct energy weapons act as this integrated weapon system. And that's um, something that came out in 2018. Also, it is this, it does has many different functions. And what are some of the functions? One, there's fog basking. Um, and what is fog basking? I go into it. It's actually harvesting the moisture out of the air. It's a little bit different than the geoengineering program, which actually sprays desiccants along with other things. But it uses this process to harvest the water out. And then the UN can tell us, oh, we've got you know, we've got a desert, you know, you guys are taking too much water. We have to be concerned. The United Nations needs control of our water supply because, you know, the air is dry and it's, you know, they've weaponized weather. Mm -hmm. And then there's also this conspiracy in this to purge nitrogen, oxygen, and moisture from our atmosphere. And uh, of course, the United Nations has declared that oxygen, nitrogen, and carbon dioxide are pollutants. So they're taking and doing every type of system possible to rid us of that, which means basically we will be like the moon. We will have no atmosphere. What they're doing is putting it in big giant holding tanks under uh, the, the earth. And another function of this, uh, this LIG, this laser-induced graphene, is to tune the synthetic biology and their entities. And there is, um, there are people that believe that synthetic biology is a life form. Let's get it clear right now. Synthetic, only God can create life. These are engineered nanoparticles. These are engineered. What they do is they break the building blocks of creation down to their elemental form, which is the atoms and the molecules. And then they redesign it into this very evil system that unfortunately we all have to live with. So, well, uh, Celeste, can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. uh, in, in eliminating nitrogen and oxygen and CO, you know, CO2 uh, from the atmosphere. Uh, I know that I've, I've had guests before that talked about how transhumanism, they're planning on creating uh, man machines that don't need to live on oxygen. And yes. in that way, they can eliminate God's creation humans 
and uh, basically nothing will be left except their creation, humans, which are transhumans that are uh, machine and man combined. Am I am I uh, hearing the right things from people? Am I hearing what you're talking about? Yeah, there is one other step, though. So like two or three winters ago in December, HDIAC, which is a branch of Homeland Security, had a webinar called Biostasis. Um, I have covered that pretty extensively. And when they did that one hour uh, Biostasis, you can find that on YouTube, unless I promote it too much and then they'll take it down. But it talked about how they are hybridizing humans and mixing with the DNA. That was part of the whole vaccination program to mix us with tetragrades and the resurrection plant and these other different creatures. There's a mouse. I can't remember the spidey mouse or spider mouse or spiny mouse, spiny mouse. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the reason for that is these types of creatures can live in austere environments and they are saying well we need to genetically manipulate people because if we're going to live on these exoplanets maybe it doesn't have oxygen maybe it doesn't have whatever and so that's what we're going to do is so they're hybridizing us everybody in this directed and experimental evolution Thing. So before they actually make us like a um, like a synth, which is like a, a container that will hold dis disembodied spirits or demons or soft robotics for that matter, um, they plan that there's a slippery slope where they're changing and basically rewiring and refunctioning us and this laser induced graphene so when laser hits it well one well in my articles it talks about well i don't need to uh uh in my articles i talk about that that you can do waveguides and it waveguides are kind of like agricultural channels <clears throat> or dikes that can channel where water's going well, the mm -hmm. same thing, they make these paths or super highways, if you will, into our body, into our brain um, and direct the, so once the laser hits you, then it has like a super highway um, and it won't go to certain places. So this is kind of an interesting thing. So it's, mm -hmm. and it also activates the different like operating systems and um, IP addresses and all of that. So once, so it lays dormant in your body, you think you're doing fine. And all of a sudden a laser zaps you and the operational go has been given to hit every man, woman, and child on planet earth that was announced in 2018. So, of course, we didn't hear about it, but the people in the government and the military knew about it. And so then they developed diagnostic tests. So when you are hit with these, it, the you would go, the, the devices that they developed for Havana syndrome, um, for the patients that they were evaluating. So what they wanted to know is, 
can we categorically um, determine is a person, did a person get hit with a direct energy weapon? Did they hit, are they a targeted individual, which is a separate class? Did they get a traumatic brain injury from, let's say, an accident, a car accident, a sporting accident, or, you know, trauma to the head? Some, you know, somebody hits you with a baseball bat. Um, or is it the worried well? So they set about making some a diagnostics, which is a much like what you would when you go to the eye doctor. It's very ocular. They're looking into your brain, I don't know all the things. They have not released those details, but I do know that it's much like the equipment that you, when you go to the eye doctor. And they can tell 90, with accuracy, 90 to 95%, which category you're in. Huh. So they have the diagnostics. Then what they do, and I, they put you in, they want to put you into this pipeline and when you go into that pipeline, so I myself have been hit by direct energy weapons four times, and I refuse to go into their pipeline. I refuse to have their diagnostics. Why is that? Because then you become a guinea pig and they just experiment. They experiment with drugs. They experiment with all these other mm -hmm. weapons and tools, and I don't want any part of it. I believe that the living God in me, he can heal me if he wants and he has the power of all creation to do that and so uh and that's also why i'm not scared to to you know step out and speak out even right. though i have been hit because he protects me and he has risen me up i tell you the truth the direct energy weapon webinar that i did i literally was laid flat with pneumonia and he goes, okay, it's time to start doing your webinar. And I got up and started typing. So mm -hmm. anyway, um, that's a little bit about that. So anyway, this laser, it, the lasers will start activating all this electronics that's placed in us. Well, and, and they've been real upfront about that uh, with the vaccine program. Yes. Called vaccine program. Uh, that uh, through this, they are increasing the capability to deliver medicine, to do uh, physiological changes to the human body, to do all these things. They haven't been, even though, you know, a lot of people say this is way out there, it really isn't because they've, they've already told us that that was part of the, the reason they wanted to use mRNA uh, vaccines was to be able to create a new capability uh, to access the human body and therefore the human mind. Absolutely. And that's going optical too. So in the, in the future, you're not going to have medicine. You're not going to have surgery. You're not, you know, it will be all optical through frequency might be acoustic. Um, as well, but they will be using these direct energy weapons, at, you know, as a health treatment. So, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, we've got these things to look forward to, and we need to steer clear of them as best we can. So, the more that you can distance yourself and be aware of the technology, but live independently of it, it's very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, very definitely. 
Well, so, so let's uh, let's let's get into um, some of the uh, I guess the weapons technology that uh, we're starting to see used uh, to promote Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, sustainable development, so-called climate change, all the rest. Let's get into some of that technology because that's a that's a big deal and it's a big propaganda scheme. And uh, you know, they these people literally think that they're gods mm-hmm. and that uh, they can replace uh, the God of creation with uh, their sense of creation, and uh, they really are demonically evil people, so there's no question about that. But uh, let's kind of get into some of the things they've been developing. I'm gonna show, share my screen. I'm gonna have to go go back. Okay. Let's see if I can go backwards and get my next, because there's some really good graphics Mm-hmm. that I discovered, no, 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 no. I'm going the wrong way. Let's see. Uh, I don't think it's this one. So you have to remember, I think it's, yeah, it's this one. Do, do, do. Okay. The Space Force template to change the world. Let's see. So that lig. Uh, here is that lig. Here's the laser coming down. Just so, just to backtrack, here's the por- 3D porous graphene right here. And this is how they change the function and how they all work together as that as that system. Let's see. You were talking about terraforming. So this is what they're doing. So this is lasers, light the way. So this did come to us from NASA. As you can see, it's laser. It's supposedly for um, inner space communications. It is two-way, and it uses the EMF spectrum. So I want you to see these are the different programs that just NASA. Now you got to realize there's DARPA, there's NASA, there's things that there's private industry, there's all sorts of players up there. There's this really um, interesting guy. I think is it's J A H Doctor J A H Jaw Yaw something like that. Hmm. He's about all the space. How much? Just how much space junk is up there? But let's look at a couple of their programs. So here's the lunar laser communication demonstration that was in 2013, and the acronyms are LLCD. Then we go to the optical payload for laser comm science. That is called OPALS, O-P-A-L-S. And so when I was studying this, I go, you know, OPALS are associated with the occult, and you when you dig into what this laser does and Lucifer as the angel of light and in the garden, he was very colorful. Um, it really is. It was quite interesting. Then whoops, let's get down here. I don't want to go too fast. We don't want to skip anybody. Then there was the laser communication. So this is actually, it's showing you the project development. So I think this is a great graphic to show people. Laser communication relay demonstration. 
And that was they were testing out how much they could transmit and receive. And that's going to play an important, put that under your hat because that's going to be important in a minute. Then there was the optical communication and sensor demonstration, OCSD, and that was using the CubeSats, and that was in 2017. Then we'll go down a little bit if Celeste can get her thing without. Then there's the T-Bird, which also is a direct earth-to-link laser communication from the CubeSats, CubeSats, And also, once again, whenever you see a word in these like DARPA or NASA, it always has an association. So it was I dive into about the symbology of the T-bird. And of course, as a biblical student, it's the prince of the power of the air. And what is he? And the T-bird was like the thunderbird. And he Mm -hmm. was, you know, king of the birds in the sky. And that's the subliminal messages to all cultures that the prince of the power of the air is about ready to take dominion over the airspace above us. So it's very Mm -hmm. interesting. So I go into that. So then there's the integrated LCRD, uh, very low orbiting satellite. So there's satellites that are up and then there's uh, low orbiting satellites. Then there's very low orbiting satellites. Most of the very low orbiting satellites are these little guys here, but they have direct energy weapons and they also have the thing like Geomancer and Spellbook. So they can literally cast spells, um, on people, territories, groups of people, whatever they want to do. Uh, The first experiment with this particular, this one was called Aluma-T, and it was from the space station. So they can do it from the space station as well. I find this interesting in when you study these evil people, and I'm sure you found that, Dan, uh, they love to play with semantics and words. So mm-hmm. when I see this word, I think Lord of the O right here. So they really want to be Lord of the air, Prince of the power of the air. Uh, but they take a bite out of it, just like in the Apple logo. They have an apple like the Garden of Eden with a bite taken out of it. This is what they're doing right here. So we always have to pay attention to the words that they're using and the context. Because um, they're always this this good and evil war just keeps continuing and deepening. Then there's the Orion Artemis II optical communications that will leverage um, communications on the Orion spacecraft. And supposedly it's going to be for live ultra high definition video feeds uh, for astronauts between space and different planets and, and Earth. And then there's the Deep Space Communications, DSOC. And that's for when we, and this program is, its name is Psyche. And then I go into the God Psyche and what is behind that name, but it is about exploring the sun, Mars, and Jupiter. And then down here is the Lunanet. I didn't go too much into Lunanet. Uh, so they're trying to sell us on 
laser, why laser communications? Why is NASA so interested? Because they want uh, this optical laser communication between whoever, you know, whatever's in space and the earth. And there's things that get in the way, like with uh, 5G, you know, that they needed direct line of sight, right? And the towers needed to be so close. And mm -hmm. It was so bad in England that they were cutting trees down in whole neighborhoods. People would go to work and they would come home and all the trees were cut down. And then the neighborhood started, they, they developed a neighborhood watch to be on alert. And then people came in and tried to interrupt, although many of those people were arrested. But using this laser system, the clouds used to be a barrier, but now the clouds are not a barrier to communication. So that is why they say they need it, is because they need to communicate. What is the timeline? So let's look at the timeline. So 2013, the LLCD um, laser communication was, um, then let's see, which way is this going? To 2002, 21, now when, you know, we were all distracted with COVID, the LCRD uh, communications relay, the 2022, the T-Bird or the Thunderbird um, was delivering infrared delivery. Now we're getting to know a little bit more about the type of laser. So they are using infrared. So we need to start studying what are the dangers of overdose infrared exposure? Mm -hmm. Then in 2023, the Illuma-T, and then it went in 2023, which is where we're at now, is the deep uh, space optical communications. And in 2024 is going to be this Artemis II optical communication system. So now we kind of have our, we know what the programs are. We know... We know the timeline now. Now mm -hmm. we start diving in, so to speak. And, I, you know, I go into a bunch of the, the, the technology of it. And I show you that's the, this is where I go into the, the symbology of them calling NASA, calling it the T-Bird or the Phoenix, you know, the Phoenix, uh, the new world order mm -hmm. is supposed to rise out of the ashes of the Phoenix. <clears throat> yeah. And that, that's interesting because uh, if, if it weren't for them, there wouldn't be a uh, ashes of the Phoenix would be just fine. You know, they create the scenario, they destroy and they plan to destroy much of humanity so that they can, create uh, humanity in their image instead of God's image. Yeah, it's diabolical. So I know that many of us, you know, we learned about lasers and stuff. I actually built a laser in high school, and um, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're talking about frequency. So, you know, we all know where EMF is, you know, the 5G. So let's see where we're at. So we know that many of these new lasers are going to use infrared. So where are they? It's considered a high, high energy laser. 
it is higher than the visible light. So no, you're not going to be able to see it, but oftentimes you can hear it, as I mentioned. And it can also be mixed and matched, these lasers. This is one thing that they didn't tell you, is that all these technologies, you can use them singly, you can use one or two, you can use ultrasound, you can use microwaves and laser And it's typically when there is a laser beam, uh, then you can hear it because it ride the frequency or the sound rides the beam, so to speak. So this is where in the in the in the EMF where microwaves fit in or a millimeter as millimeter wave and then high powered microwaves Mm -hmm. and. What we're looking at is, so these are very precise weapons. So, um, and very precise lasers, much like that laser pointer that we use in Mm -hmm. conferences. Um, It's a very precise, so it's very small. So if you think you're getting hit by a direct energy weapon, all you have to do is step out of that field and you will be fine if it is, an infrared type of high energy Mm -hmm. laser. Now, if it is a microwave or a hot, a hot, a millimeter wave or a high power microwave, the, the area is much larger. And so if you will have to go farther out, um, it's not as precise, like, you know, they're, they're not going for your hippocampus in your brain um, with one of these weapons. They're looking for a cell in your body or they want to take out something specific if it's aimed at you. So just be as we need to know our, because the do is out there. So if you think you're being hit and you go out of the field, then you can rest assured it's, it's not if you get out of it and you feel okay then it was probably a infrared laser if you go into the next room or if you go outside and you're still feeling it you're probably getting hit with a millimeter or a um microwave so just uh well um celeste i I, i'm saying this uh you know, in in a humorous way, but uh, maybe not really. So the key is uh, uh, wear a uh, blue foil hat and <laughs> and stay on the move. <laughs> uh, well, copper, copper these days is so. When they did when I did the direct energy weapon webinar, there were scientists and they had a whole lab. It was military, and these guys are in the lab like two high school kids or college students aiming direct energy weapons at each other, and they found out that copper mesh, and it has to be the mesh about the size of your your window screens. Mm-hmm. Um, now I started telling people about this and they are buying copper mesh. And I noticed a couple weeks ago when I started this, I went to Amazon just to see what they had. And now they're getting a looser weave copper mesh. So there are two types of copper mesh and you want the one that looks like your screen windows. Mm-hmm. Um, only it's made of copper. And if you put that at your temples and now I have not found anybody. I need to really talk with my physics 
experts on this. Um, what you do is put a two inch square at either temple and it has to be grounded. And if you do that, it will stop any direct energy weapon at you from any direction, whether mm. they're hitting you from the side or the head or wherever. Um, so that is a tip other than just getting out of its space. How, how do you how do you ground yourself? Book uh, a small chain to it and let it uh, touch the. A lot of people are saying, you know, a like a wire wired um, with plastic on it, and then go all the way down to your your shoes to the ground, so that mm -hmm. you literally are grounded. I, you know, you can't walk around like that. People are like, you're, they're <laughs> no going to use you as a fruitcake for Christmas. So don't do that. <laughs> um, but there are copper hats now. Um, you can get anti-fouling. Let's say you're always hit in the bedroom or you're always hit in your broadcasting studio, like moi, um, then you could use anti-fouling paint. Yes, you can buy paint that has copper flecks in it. And all you really have to do, unless you are getting hit from the side, is paint the ceiling. And anti-fouling paint is the paint that they put on boats to prevent mm. barnacles and stuff. It's mm -hmm. much cheaper than it's, I think it's $5,000 for a gallon of regular paint with copper in it. Uh, but if you go get the anti-fouling, I've not price checked, but I heard it's like dirt cheap and it does the same thing. Okay. Or you can get the mesh and just tack it up. Let's say you're a renter and you don't want to spend that kind of money on, you know, you're in a rental or you're in a car. You can put that mesh up above you and uh, travel, you know, you can put it above in your car. You could put it above your bed or wherever. Yeah whoever was getting hit. Okay. Well, and uh, this probably doesn't uh, make much difference, but I take copper tablets every day too. Yep. That, that works as long as you're not neutralizing the copper with zinc. Yeah. If you're taking zinc, it will neutralize out. So you're going to have to figure that one out. It's mm. chemistry after all, you know? Yeah. So yeah. what in the military is, view what are the purposes of these lasers mm -hmm. um to deny access you can see the little laser getting you know we saw this in australia um when the protesters were protesting and then they uh, did the l i think it was the lrad that it, it i do believe that it was probably lrad but it probably probably had a laser as well because they had those burns on them that looked like radiation burns. Hmm. They well, all... I know they used it in uh, um, Pittsburgh, I believe, or Philadelphia um, when they had some, uh, uh, you know, some protests there. Um, they used that. And that was during one of the uh, World Economic Forum meetings. They, uh, I think it was Pittsburgh. Anyway, they they used directed energy weapons that were the big, uh, like microwave uh, transmitters like that. And the people said they felt a burning sensation on their skin and uh, and a terrific noise, heard a terrific noise. Yeah, some people 
say it sounds like um, a train going down this, mm -hmm. the, you know, a, a train. Mm -hmm. um, in my couple experiences, well, one, I, the only one that I know that was a laser was the one that was the side that was, I think, this spring. Um, that one, I didn't hear anything, but I was in a car, you know, so um, I maybe I just didn't hear it because I was distracted. So not sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it, it can degrade, de degrade and damage and also destroy. And it's not only drones that they're talking about here, people they're talking about us, too. And this does come to us from the GAO. Um, the government accounting office. So this is an official, I give you guys all the links. So these are live links that you can, for any, I don't bring anything to you unless I have documentation because it's not my opinion. This is, I'm just putting the, sure. the articles together. Um, you're going to, when you start going into the optical, there's a straight line and then there's the pulsed, and then there's this is what the waveform looks like. This is yeah, where, oh yeah, the yeah California to Hawaii, yeah. Yeah, this is where you want to go. So it's the L C R D. Um so you should have seen my the look on my face when um so I'm you know studying this program, this NASA program, uh, and it has two optical modules for sending and receiving those laser signals from space. And so I'm going down, you know, and I'm just going, hmm, where are those two optical terminals, you know? And, and they also have a payload. So these satellites and this program is designed much with like the same template as the COVID pathogen. Believe it or not, with a path, you know, it has the packaging path, on the outside, mm -hmm. and then it has the payload inside. And as I've been stating since the beginning of 2020, it that payload could be anything. And so now we're seeing it in space with this weapon system. Okay, so we're gonna get down here. We're we're building the momentum. So. This is the one in California. Mm -hmm. The two places are Table Mountain in Southern California, which is near Wrightwood, California in San Bernardino County. And uh, the other one is Haleakala. <laughs> I'm going to slaughter it. Please don't write me, you guys. Haleakala. Yeah. Haleakala. That, <laughs> yep. Yep. So that was one of the damage that I got permanently is sometimes I can think of a word, but I can't get it on my tongue. And that happened as a result of my second hit from a direct energy weapon. So I do the best I can. It doesn't slow me down. Um, so these are live links to tell you a little bit uh, where those facilities now in California. So I was I was I inquiring Marines needs to know. By the way, this <laughs> uh, this facility is part of that Opals pro pro program. Remember, we talked about Opals being very occultic 
the symbolism is not only the Thunderbird, but it's the Opal's program is very um, occultic as well. But I wanted to find out exactly how many miles there were between Paradise, California, where that fire was, and Wrightwood, California. And there's 432. Now, this is a laser. Remember, we talked about they can be wide or they can be very narrow. I think this was a wider thing, and I think they missed their receiving station. So, yes, they did fire something from space, and yes, it did damage, and it was hit and miss, or it could have been precision, and they were just doing it um, like pulsed. You know, and mm -hmm. and as it moved, it you know, it would get this house and not get this one or this tree and not get this tree, which is one of the images that you put in your article, you know, mm -hmm. showing that some places got it and other people didn't. But that's part of this Opal's laser communication and it's the payload. Um, so I think, you know, 432, I mean, I'm not that, you know, sometimes if, and maybe you're like me, I'm hitting a nail or trying to hit a nail and I might hit my wrist or I might hit the wood and miss the nail altogether. I think they just missed. I think that this was a test of this opal system. That is my, really what I think. How, how far out in uh, space is that platform? They, they did it from the um that's it we under due and opals it it was fired from the international space station oh it was and how what what elevation is that do you know mm, i don't know okay <laughs> sorry um but here's where i go in so oh opal oh and guess what remember i told tell you about the semantics of this you can't make this stuff up so they loaded opals on top of the SpaceX Dragon cargo. The Dragon cargo. Are you kidding me? I mean, and then it, I go, here's the um, occultic links. Yeah. And what uh, it's also the birthstone for October. And you think October surprise, you know, and what does the what do opals represent i keep talking about the cultism a convoluted personality and if satan isn't convoluted or lucifer i don't know what is mm -hmm. plays with light that is angel of light patron of thieves oh yeah they're robbing us all right invisibility astral projection prince of the power of the air brings money not to us but to the elite they drain our pockets and they make their pockets bigger and releases the power of magicians and that's why in those very low orbiting satellites or CubeSats, they have Geomancer and Spellbook in there along with the payload with this Opal's project because it all mixes together and it makes yeah. it stronger, the, the witchcraft stronger. Yeah. It also, you want to know about, um, so let's see, did I get the whole thing? Did I just cut it off? Um, it also illuminates that they're using this for the UN program. It's called the International Barcode of Life. 
Look at this little guy. Oh, this is yeah. their logo. Logo. He looks reptilian. And there's the DNA right there. This is the earth all gridded out. But they are illuminating biodiversity. So they're activating. So they're telling us right here, they're going to activate all these nanoparticles in us and bring forth new creatures. That's what, when you see biodiversity, they're not talking about God's creation. They are talking about bringing engineered mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. entities onto the earth that's what they're right. being there that's what they're talking about it's pretty and then they're going to glow in the dark so here's <laughs> here's one of the no i'm not kidding remember no i know i know you're not i'm 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 laughing not because i think it's funny but because i think it's so incredibly diabolical that uh, like you say, you can't make this stuff up. Well, remember when they introduced GMO to the world, it had a jellyfish dot, uh, 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 bioluminescent gene in it or bioluminescent enzyme. Mm -hmm. And that allowed researchers and scientists to know. So if it, if this, transfer happened to the offspring then they knew their test was successful and that they it was generational it had gone into the dna or rna of the creature and or the vegetable or the fruit or whatever mm -hmm. now they use um the firefly with the advent of synthetic biology they changed from the jellyfish to the firefly why is it that they use firefly bioluminescence instead of the jellyfish it's because the firefly can be synthetically this enzyme can be synthetically made in a laboratory mm -hmm. and remember the un has put out the mandate there we can take nothing from nature everything must be created in a lab, including the bioluminescence for, for these, you know, projects that they want mm -hmm. illuminated, this, this new biodiversity that they've got. Um, this is the station, this is what this optical ground station looks like in Hawaii, or it's actually Maui. So just mm -hmm. so if you want to know what it looks like, that's what it looks like. And I would assume that maybe that's where either there or here is what where the laser comes in and receives the messages. And it's called the OCTL, the Optical Communication Telescope Lab Laboratory. And what does this uh, ground station consist of? We need to know this. It has a telescope. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. Communication lasers. Yeah, we kind of get that met. We kind of get that. We have beacon lasers. Ooh. So we first began hearing about beacons with that. Remember, we just saw the barcode mm -hmm. for life. Um, they have a sister organization. So there's eyeball, which is here, um, an eye in the sky. And there's COBOL, um, the consortium for the barcode of life. And it is in this program. This is oh, sponsored by 
the Rockefellers. <laughs> and yes, <laughs> and this is what was in preparation for these DNA altering vaccines. They were putting beacons and lasers or beacons, beacons into the material that would go into us. And then we would have these beacons and we would also have these uh, bioluminescent dyes. So that's also at this station. They have monitor and control systems. They have the integrated optical system and they have infrared tracking, also known as infrared homing, which re uh, refers to a passive missile guidance system, which uses the emissions from the target of an electromagnetic radiation in the infrared part of the spectrum to track it. So they are real-time voyeuring you as they hit you and change things in your body. It also has um, infrared lasers uh, to provide light for the optical optical fiber fiber. I, I did that backwards. It's fiber optic cables. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, they are literally installing through nanotechnology fiber optic cables into your body and your brain. Can you wow. believe it? And now that last article about crystal skulls, I go into how they're now actually beginning to couple that together with their technology so that they can control your brain. It's like mm. terrifying, but it's literally a fiber optic cable in your brain that they're installing through lasers and nanotech. They're also, this is, Infrared radiation is used in industrial, scientific, military, commercial, and medical applications. It, they use it in military and civilian to target you, mm -hmm. acquisition to acquire certain things that they want from you, uh, surveillance, night vision, and homing. You know, that's that tracking. That's why they have can do the space thing up here and have the home base down here and they're tracking that weapon and let's see they also have other do and we already talked about the lasers microwaves particle beams i do go in in one of the articles <clears throat> into particle beams then there's the swip and that's a, a acronym you're going to start hearing more and more about and it's the direct energy weapon patent. And if you want that baby, you can just click this link and you can just go for it. It's mm. a pretty big patent on this directed energy weapon patent. Um, fiber lasers um, and fiber, fiber laser generates um, an output beam from a fiber. Now I'm gonna stop sharing the screen. So, why all of a sudden are they talking about fibers? So well, I just mentioned fiber optics, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, these lasers are interacting with the synthetic biology. And why do you think that the scientists are seeing mycel my, mycelium and fibrous tissues of all different kinds in side of people's bodies because that's mm -hmm. this laser that's the homing 
the homing pigeon, if you will, mm -hmm. for these direct energy weapons. And they, it, their conduits, those fibers that they're, that the mm -hmm. corners are pulling right. out of people are, it's a homing device for somebody to get zapped by a direct energy weapon. So that's why these things, they put the, put it in synthetic biology. It has many other uses, but that is one of, it's a receiver and a transmitter and it grows. It's, it's self-assembling and it propagates. So um, wow. pretty soon these people die. So. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Well, um, Celeste, uh, you know, you mentioned particle beams. Um, some of the things that, uh, a lot of people want more information on that's one of them is uh, particle beams. Can you give us a little bit of uh, background on that and uh, how those weapons, those directed energy weapons work? So back to the screen share. What a, what a, a resource. I mean, you know, going to your website, uh, literally, thousands of uh, different resources somebody can just click on and pull up uh, an amazing amount of information off of it. Okay, here it is. It's this one. Okay. The explosions in your brain. So, um, oh, here, can we play this or not? <laughs> sure. This sure. is the one we were looking for. Oh, okay. Um, um <clears throat> It does tie in a lot of connects the dots and your show is all about connecting the dots. So we'll see if it works. Yay. We got to see. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, so that ties in a lot. So these particle beams are quite the, this is one of the ones that I just really went down. So I'm just going to go do the overview this is the particle beam laser that I'm talking about. It can cause a micro explosion in your brain. Others can. It, what it does, it does that through a traumatic brain injury. It enters, it can enter through any orifice, but typically they like to use the ears. Goes in, it can damage the ears. It can be, it can be permanently damaged or, or not. Um, and then there's two ways that your brain is bathed. One is with blood and one is through your spinal fluid. And so the bubbles, this is a cavitation. Have we talked about cavitation? No, no. So cavitation is um, the name of the game with direct energy weapons, especially the acoustic ones. And I want everybody to think that You've got a bottle of 7-Up or your favorite soda, whatever, and you shake it up really hard and you instantly take off the cap. What happens? Mm -hmm. It bubbles all over everywhere, all over you, all over your car, whatever. When this happens, you don't realize that when these frequencies hit your ears or wherever, but the ears especially, um, they're little, it causes little bubbles. And then those little bubbles go on the super highways of the spinal fluid and the, and the blood into the brain. It slams into the brain with tremendous, tremendous force. And what can it do? It can cause a stroke. 
it can cause your brain, parts of your brain, wherever it slams in, those bubbles slam to die. That's called um, mm. necrosis. And it can also seed things for later, such as planting a seed of Alzheimer's, dementia, that mm. type of thing. So it's very, and then it can cause the bends. And even though I'm sitting in North Dakota, if I get hit with one of these weapons, I could have the symptoms that deep sea divers get when mm -hmm. they come up from the bottom of the ocean too fast. And what I have to do is be aware of this technology. So if I went, God forbid, to the ER, which I wouldn't do, but but the only way is a hyperbaric chamber is mm -hmm. to get those bubbles out. And that there are people that get hyperbaric chambers. And if you're one of those people, you need to know where your nearest hyperbaric chamber is in case you got hit because mm -hmm. you might well suffer the symptoms of the bends. But I digress. They can also um, activate these acoustic tweezers that manipulate the particles and cells in your body, just like magic. Um, they work together with the nanobots and they can actually perform surgery through acoustics and frequency, these particle wow. beams. Yeah. Oh, but it gets worse. They can also, through these particle beam EMF, they can biomine and we're, we've all we're all hearing that all these rare metals and stuff are, you know, getting so scarce and we have to conserve and we have to go to other things. Well, what they are also not telling you is that they have the ability through frequency to mine your body of the minerals that they want. And right mm -hmm. now with particle beams, they can manipulate I'm not advising people to take, you know, like their colloidal silver, their colloidal gold. I understand it's been used throughout history. It's very healing. Um, it, it's antimicrobial. But unfortunately, due to these frequencies and magnetism, they're using it and manipulating it. And what they're doing is causing, manipulating these metals to go up, cross your blood-brain barrier, and go into your brain. And what's happening now is they're aggregating the metals and forming masses. It's not a tumor. It acts like yeah. a tumor in the brain. But just think if you had a big rock in your brain, you know, it's going to impact the function of your brain. But, that, but they're taking the little tiny particles. So if they don't mine it out of you, they're able to manipulate the metals in your body. So I'm just saying, until I get done, I'm going to spend this whole year on frequency and magnetism going where no person has gone before. So mm. hang on, it's only just begun. Um, also, with we just talked about those micelles, the fiber. Mm -hmm. That is based on biomimicry. And there was this plant. I went out to my, this is when I was in Montana, and I had lavender plants and I come out one day, I kid you not. And they were entangled. They were snarled. They had all these like fluorescent orange things wrapped around like a, a boa constrictor. And, and I, and I was looking and it happened overnight and I'm like, they weren't there yesterday. And then I, as the, you know, I'm a 
organic farmers. So I'm looking down there at the bottom, like, where's the root system for this? And I didn't see it. I said, well, not much I can do. I'm pulling these babies off. I mean, these, this was weird because it was mm-hmm. like teeping my fluorescent, teeping my <laughs> lavender with fluorescent orange, you know, and I pulled them off and I kid you not, they were sentient. They started moving around like snakes. And I went, wow. Oh my, oh my God, what is this? And I go, <laughs> the Lord is showing me this for something. And this is before I knew about synthetic biology or any of this, but I knew that something I had. To, so I, I did an article. I said, if any of you know what this is, please let me know. And I put it out there. And I got a person from Australia said, that's daughter. And daughter first appeared in the United States out of nowhere in the Southwest. And then since then it, and it, it can, it can just appear like overnight and it doesn't have a root system. Is it a parasitic thing? Yeah. So we're going to, that's what we're going to just talk about right now. Hold Mm -hmm. on just a sec. So it has this harpoon, which you can't see, but it's like an injection. It, so it gets on the plant and it winds itself around and then the harpoon goes in and it sucks out the life force of the plant. And the only way to get rid of it is to burn it. That is what between the black goo and the daughter is what they based or what they, their biomimic of hydrogel. That's Mm -hmm. that's how they wanted it to operate. It has this harpoon and it, literally sucks out your life force and your moisture and it grows the hydrogel grows until it consumes your body and your biological self withers and dies because it has no nutrition and no moisture because it's all going in to feed the hydrogel so that's what this storia is um is this harpoon and then you we we started out with levitation mm-hmm. this these particle beams are used it, it is in god's kingdom things can levitate um it's part of the, the laws of physics if you will mm-hmm. but it's also a part of witchcraft so i go in and i talk about how do we distinguish you know is this good or evil i think it's the intent like when god levitates something like he levitated the prophet you know john the revelator to see different things and some of the prophets and that was fine but when it's done with evil intent and you saw at the beginning of the show where they're learning to the basics and how to manipulate and levitate things this is what they're doing is plowing the field and getting ready for the Antichrist and his false signs and wonders. Then the soul matters, these particle beams. I think there's this connection between CERN, the particle beams, and the strangelets. And the strangelets are these this material or these little 
particles that come out of CERN and they go straight to the core of the earth within about, I think it's like eight minutes. And they have this peculiar character that they can attract matter to it. And I am wondering if they can't attract a soul. And it taught you go, oh no, that can't be. <laughs> but in the in Ezekiel 13, it talks about the witches that can capture the soul. And Dr. James Giordano, who does our our he's a weapons expert in the United States. Mm -hmm. And as far as policy, I talk about him quite often in my stuff. He, like for two years, he was up and down in his, his presentations at conference saying he, he and the people that work in technology have captured the soul. And I like poopawed it for a little while and then finally, I get, was given the go, and that's how I did Soul Catcher. And I did come mm -hmm. to the conclusion after the biblical evidence that, yes, they can, in fact, capture the soul. But the good news in, if you read the end of um, Ezekiel 13, is that there will come a time that the Lord himself is going to release the captured souls. So I'm wondering if this, these particle beams don't have that same, like the strangelets um, or mm -hmm. that they have this synergistic effect or, you know, um, symbiotic, symbiotic mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. It's also the groundwork particle beams are also for, acoustic uh holograms to paint with frequency when i got hit the second time and i was right here in my office and i felt like my head heat up and got the world's worst headache and ever ever you know but it was weird because it was like right in a circle and i thought this is weird and the next thing but i'm on a i'm like at a conference i'm the speaker you know so i'm <laughs> trying not to freak out next thing that happens is i see my lungs being painted. And I go, what the heck is this? Mm. You know, I had covered technology of um, light painting, but I didn't, I had never experienced it. And that day I was feeling great. After this, I managed to keep it together for 15 minutes because that's all I had left and of the conference. And then I went upstairs, went to bed with my clothes on, an hour later, I woke up with full-blown COVID. My oxygen was mm -hmm. low, 102 temp. Uh, well, it was higher than 102. And um, I I was full-blown COVID. They literally mm -hmm. painted COVID into me with frequency. So um, it, they probably use these optical tweezers. Yay for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I don't recommend it, you guys, but... Uh, what can we do? Uh, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So, and these meta metals, just so you know, are not found in nature, but they're being inserted into you. So they use mm -hmm. particle, um, particle beams to work with the symbiotic relationship with, with the um, synthetic biology. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if that's not enough for you, yeah, well, that's pretty good. Um, well, pretty bad, but pretty yeah. good. Um, 
I think that very same thing happened with uh, Ed Griffin. Uh, you know, the, the very same thing happened to him. I don't know if I told you this story, but when we did the the uh, Red Pill Expo in Lafayette, Louisiana, one of our speakers there was Dr. Peter Pry. And Dr. Peter Pry was uh, former CIA. Um, he's uh, very knowledgeable about electromagnetic pulse uh, weapons and things like that, EMP. And uh, he was on the EMP commission, a lot, a lot of credentials, but Peter was also an incredible patriot and a good friend. And uh, he called me about, oh, two weeks or a week, I can't remember, but somewhere between a week and two weeks before the red pill. And he said, Dan, I've been warned that there, there's gonna be a, a bioweapons attack at the red pill expo. And um, I I called Ed and I said, Ed, what do you want to do? He says, well, it's too late to call it off. You know, we, we've got to, I guess, move forward and, and hope that Peter's wrong. And um, anyway, after that conference, uh, uh, that was the last conference. Uh, within two months, Peter was dead, uh, died from cancer, and it was incredibly fast-growing cancer. Um, and... Um, Ed Griffin was uh, sick as a dog, um, and I ended up getting COVID from from Ed Griffin. He came back from the conference so sick that he could hardly move, and sounds very much like what you experienced when you went to the conference, a, a different one. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's a different concept. You know, we think of bugs. Uh, you know, pathogens mm -hmm. like the flu or, you know, or whatever, a bacterial infection, that it's a, like a little bug. But these days, they literally have the technology to paint whatever they want. Mm -hmm. um, it could be COVID. It could be anything. Um, sure. So we just have to be observant, realize that this technology exists and take some precautions, but that means that you need to at least know that it exists. Otherwise, you're going to go to your doctor and they're going to, you know, you're going to go down the pharmaceutical rabbit hole and, you know, your pockets are going to be drained and it really isn't going to resolve the problem. Mm -hmm. you, yeah. know, you know, you can take all the, like a lot of people ask me about, oh, is boron, can you detox synthetic? biology with boron and i go okay if you got a robot sitting in front of you or my computer for that matter and i take a i use boron in my laundry soap so i have you know borax you know mm -hmm. if i throw all the borax i want i could throw a cup or two or five cups at my computer or a robot it's not going to do anything mm -hmm. it's not i mean it might mitigate some of the biological but the actual stuff that's been inserted to into you that is not organic is not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I, I know that a lot of people um, uh, are starting to make these kind of connections. And incidentally, uh, Alana Freeland uh, contacted me and uh, said, can you get me uh, links for today's show and also the one that we did last week, uh, you know, the uh, uh, with Barry Trower. 
And uh, I, I'm going to do that as soon as we get off the air. I wanted to make sure we got this one in the can, as it were. But uh, you know Alana, right? Yes, yeah. yes. And actually, I would like the links, too. So that way I can share it with other people. Mm -hmm. Very definitely. Okay, well, uh, we'll definitely do that. That's one of the good things about doing a program like this. If you've got the guts to come out and say the things that you say, we make sure that they get preserved, at least to the best of our capability, uh, so that they are a permanent record and people can go to these sites and and hear this information again and again if they need to. And incidentally, going to your websites, that's the one thing that I, I want to stress with people is that uh, all of your information is incredibly well-researched and footnoted. And all of those links, you literally show link after link after link after link. Uh, every one of those, if you click on one of those, you'll pull up a whole uh, a whole website, a whole series of background information, and uh, a large part of it comes from our own government, doesn't it? Yes, yes. I mean, that's my specialty is government, military, medical, and then also solutions. Mm -hmm. um, I just uh, did a collaboration and um, a book on solutions with other truth tellers. Well, let me hold on. It, mm -hmm. It's... It, do a shameless plug it's solutions mm -hmm. uh for the end times and it mm -hmm. it um so i did a chapter on it as well as other truth tellers that you know and the proceeds go to tom horns um it's a the pony ranch for mm -hmm. um disabled um uh, children and individuals so the proceeds go not to us but it goes to the ranch uh, mm -hmm. to help disabled children so um, and it's pretty affordable, you know, it's like 10 bucks plus shipping. So. Okay. I'm good. By, I'm by the go way, Dan, with... by the way, Dan, uh, I was uh, informed that, uh, people were trying to, uh, uh, pull up my, uh, hyperdrive show from last night. Mm -hmm. I know it was streamed and they say that they can't get anything, but the opening sequence, uh, the little loop that I put at the beginning of the show before it starts streaming, and uh, I know it was streamed because I watched it on my own computer as we were streaming last night. And the only thing that is up on my Rumble channel right now is the 45, uh, 45 second loop. Uh, wow. The full program is not there. Uh, I don't know what happened to it. I will have to wait until this show is over with uh, because this show is being live streamed on my Rumble channel as we speak. It's also being recorded on my computer, but I can't get to the recording until after we, after uh, we're done, after sure. we're done. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best to not only stream it and archive it on rumble, but also to uh, record it in case there is a problem with that. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, yeah, things are, uh, things are getting weird. I don't know if they've taken down my, uh, uh, my show last night, but uh, it was live stream mm -hmm. uh, the entire show. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a comment here. Uh, Celeste would be a, another perfect guest for your hyperdrive. Uh, Absolutely. It's a bit late, uh, Celeste. He's he's a he, he's the new Art Bell of the freedom <laughs> movement. But hey, uh, if I can do coast to coast and John B. Wells, I can do you can do Dumper. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. yeah. So Thumper, just to let you know, so I for the last year, I have had problems with articles appearing, disappearing. Uh, what was the last article that was just like up and down up? Uh, what was it? Uh, I can't remember which article because I do a lot of writing. Um, and in my spare time, I broadcast. Uh, so what happened is I put it up, this article up, and then by then it was automatically taken down or gone. Let's just say it was gone. Mm-hmm. So we had it put it back up, put it back up. Then what happened is the next thing that happened is my article got completely scrambled. It looked like scrambled eggs. It looked mm-hmm. like they scrambled the words, they scrambled the letters. Wow. It and then it disappeared again. And who was on there was uh the the bioweapon facility in Manhattan, Kansas. I mean, the minute I put that thing up, they were on it. And it I I think it's AI that is doing these tricks. Mm-hmm. And I had problems with this series as well, which is why I kind of waited till the end uh, before I'm reaching out to people to let it go public because it would appear, it would disappear. Words would get rearranged. And I wanted to make sure that I also had it backed up and before mm-hmm. I let it out there and um, then we'll have to deal with artificial intelligence but i think that that's what's going on Mm -hmm. as a matter Mm -hmm. of fact i asked somebody recently um it was why why did i ask i said are we at the day and age when i'm doing a broadcast like we're doing right now and you know we put it in our archive and then it becomes a hot topic that you cannot talk about does ai have the capability right now to rearrange our conversation into a politically correct um, conversation. Even well, we've already, even though we've already done it and it's mm-hmm. archived and I talked to like two or three AI experts as well as, you know, pr- producers. And they said, yes, we are at that, that place. So even our archives are not safe from AI. And they can actually make us like say, I support the green agenda because the UN is so awesome. You know, mm-hmm. they can make it like we're having this conversation and they just insert because they've got my sound print, voice print, they've got yours and they just make it happen, you know? Well, and yeah, they've got a, a duplicate of us uh in in utah <laughs> and uh you know they can create a a clone of us as well and the other part of that that is probably more scary is that they can also change what we say to make us look like we are um uh you know anti uh humanity uh evil people uh uh, genocidal and all these other things uh, to try to target us then and show people that we are not what we really are. Yes. You know, yeah, in, in we a negative li- way. Yeah, uh, we live in a brave new world where I, I just keep trying to communicate that just because somebody's on, you hear something on the internet, just had an email last night about a particular uh 
truth person on the front lines and they thought that this person shouldn't be trusted. Well, there was a character assassination attempt on this person and I've kept mm -hmm. silent about it. It's not, it's not, but the person who did it to this person did it to me in 2020 and I kept silent about it. And now I'm second guessing whether I should have done that. Mm -hmm. um, I am a team player who like to, I really don't like to get in bogged down with the alt media politics. I want to just get the message out. To me, that's the most important thing. And if we get bogged down in the blah, 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 this happened, mm -hmm. um, it, it can be, but people have to know you can't always trust everybody on the screen and they may or may not be who or what they say they are. I'm trying to put it delicately, mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it's the truth. I mean, if somebody tells you to go jump off a bridge just because they're on the, they have a podcast, I don't care how famous they are. Don't do it because right. Right. Um, you're going to have to start using your noggin. So, <laughs> Well, and that's always been the case. Um, you know, God gave us the power of discernment for the very purpose of being able to decipher th uh, the difference between good and evil. That, that's what discernment is. And uh, certainly in the process, it requires deductive reasoning and uh, just good common sense. But that's really hard in a screen world. I, you know, we're talking um, this actually, this screen is like a medium between us and our audiences. And let's say I, I say I'm one thing or whatever. And people have said a lot of things about me and they, they, and I'm sure you've had the hits as well, um, that maybe are not the truth, but I'll tell you, people's feet run to lies. <laughs> and so you, even yourself, you have to watch, like you said, you have to discern is what I'm hearing the truth or not. And we're getting to the point of sensory warfare and Nick uh, Begich up in Alaska, he covered that years ago. Really with all these weapons, direct energy weapons, we may not be able to, with holography, uh, they've got holography so real, you can't tell it's not another person in the room. And I wouldn't even understand that concept if I hadn't gone to Italy and seen some of the great artists like Michelangelo. And I tell you, you can't tell his art isn't a person. It, it has that 3D effect. And so with weaponry now and the emf they can make something appear or disappear or make sounds um so this is sensory warfare so we may not be able to trust our senses but we can trust the holy spirit there are there are people excuse me for jumping in here but uh you know the like the in the uh star trek series you know the holodeck mm -hmm. uh where you actually have sensory touch and feel things uh feel real. Uh, I have had people tell me that they have experienced exactly that. And uh, that is one of the ways they mask some of the uh, uh, openings to like, say, underground dumps and things like that. They project an image of a rock cliff or a, uh, a mountainside. 
and uh, you'll you'll see a road that goes seemingly off into nowhere. Uh, and uh, I had one gentleman actually tell me uh, he's actually out on the internet. I'm not going to mention his name, uh, but uh, he said he experienced that in Hawaii uh, at a, a, a crater that's uh, not too far from uh, Pearl Harbor. It's actually a crater that I actually worked in <laughs> when I was over there. Uh, uh, it's Aliumanu Crater, and it's right behind and around the Aloha Stadium there. And uh, there's purported, uh, you know, uh, uh, well, there were, I, my actual, where I worked there was in one of the uh, old uh, uh, ammo bunker tunnels that were, uh, uh, built into the side of the crater on the inside of the crater. We were building a military housing project there at the time. And, uh, uh, and what they were doing during world war two is, uh, they were taking the ammunition that was stored in these bunkers all the way around the perimeter of this, of this crater. And they could use underground tunnels going down into Pearl Harbor in order to move the ammunition from the crater and the storage tunnels that went back oh uh about 75 feet uh 75 to 100 feet into the into the side of the crater they were uh you know like a quonset hut shape mm -hmm. uh they had big metal doors on the front and uh while we were building out the military housing we were using those uh tunnels as storage uh for building materials for the project and uh, I ran the uh, the tool room, which was one of these tunnels. And, uh, uh, you know, heavily bunkered, you know, things, you know, but uh, they would take the ammo out of those and they would take them into uh, tunnels that went all the way down to Pearl Harbor, which wasn't actually that far away. And uh, be able to load it onto the, uh, on, onto the ships as needed during World War II. Um, and, uh, but this one gentleman said that he watched a, a truck go, he used to run there all the time. He would, he would go out go running and, um, uh, he, uh, uh, this, this big old, uh, semi truck came down into the crater and believe me, it's very cramped in there. And this is after we had already built the, uh, military housing in there and it went down this one road. And he went down and he was just running and he went around the corner and he goes, where's the truck? Just disappeared. And just disappeared. <laughs> and, uh, he says, you know, he, you know, looked around, he, um, and it appeared that there were some tracks and it kind of went to the side of the hill. There was no way for him to turn around. And, and then a while later he went running and, uh, he, he saw the truck come back out. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, and he climbed around on, on the side there and he says it, it was real. Uh, it, it felt solid. And uh, uh, so uh, there's a lot more we don't know than than what we do know. And you know, science it, has gotten so far out of hand that, uh, you know, frankly, now it's uh, there's so many things that are potentially dangerous and potentially anti-human uh, that are out there. And we just can't seem to uh, catch up because the stuff is moving so fast now. 
Well, when you consider we have uh, our, our nuclear-powered submarines, they go out to sea, they stay away for a long, long, long time, uh, they stay hidden, uh, they can they can do all kinds of what what are they really doing? Are they really defending our country? Or are they uh, uh, conducting all kinds of other things? Okay. So, uh, you know, those things have to be you, you have to throw that as a three by five card into your pile of stuff waiting for more information to either disprove or prove it. Mm-hmm. So well, I can and- I can share an interesting thing from back in back in the day. So I was at work back with agency days, and um, it was what two thousand is it two thousand four was the, was that the Indonesian uh, earthquake was that two thousand four? I can't remember. Uh, anyway. So I'm watching the, I don't remember if it was, I think it was military doing depth charges into the Marianas Trench, like huge, not small little things Mm -hmm. like to to determine current. These were, these were very large. Uh, What type of devices? I I don't know, but I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. like going, this is very dangerous. And I kid you not, like they were into that operation, like, I don't know if it was a day or two days. And then the Indonesian um, tsunami happened. Mm -hmm. And I really do believe that there was a link between the two. Um, I'm sure there was. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other time I saw them doing that was at the Salton Sea. There are three uh, fault lines that converge mm-hmm. at the Salton Sea. And there were these guys putting charges at the focal point of these three, of these three faults. And I'm like, is I think it was Scripps or University of San Diego or something. And what they didn't know is the Salton Sea and the United States and Mexico did this trade deal and we imported all of uh, a lot of not all but a lot of mexico's sewage complete with the most deadly contagious lethal pathogens and toxins yeah and there was garbage and, and they piped it into the salton sea well, then the Salton Sea started to evaporate, so it went dry. So what they were suspecting, and I did an article, but it, I lost it when they hacked my website one time, um, and I didn't have it backed up, unfortunately, is um, they expected that in if these an earthquake happened at the Salton Sea, all of this would go aerosolized, and they figured that all of Los Angeles in between Los Angeles and San Diego would all the people would die. And because it would go airborne with all these different pathogens. And if, you, if you've ever been around the Salton sea, as I have, cause that's just North of uh, El Centro where we would do winter training when I was with the blue angels. Uh, it, it reeks, it stinks. It's awful. That, what a God awful place. What did it used to be? My parents or my parents and grandparents, it was going to be like the American Riviera. 
that was the way it was set up originally, but it didn't end up, uh, you know, then they piped in the sewage and it was, that article was awful. <laughs> I wish wow. I still had a copy of it, but no. Yeah. You know, it's amazing and, and we're almost out of time, but uh, Celeste, it's amazing how much nasty, evil crap they've done in, uh, in the name of uh, advancing science and technology. I mean, you know, you can't make this stuff up. It, it's one thing if you're doing things to enhance uh, the, the, the lives of humans and humanity and advancing, but almost everything they do is geared to one thing, and that's depopulation and reinventing humanity in a different image and uh, creating a world that is not, uh, that's in, in uh, humane or incompatible with human life uh, so that they can uh, fill it with these cyborg uh, transhumanist creatures that are, are the only ones that can live in that kind of uh, 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 convoluted environment. Yeah, I and the thing is, is they always sell it to us, and they sell it to Congress. Is it's a good thing? We're doing a good thing, you know. And they show you the bright shiny balls, but that's all by algorithm. They show you the shiny balls. You're focused on that. Meanwhile, the trickster is doing something else down here, <laughs> and that's what we always have to look at in the semantics in these programs where they're dazzling the whole biosecurity framework that, that brought us COVID and all of that mm -hmm. was based on the space program. They actually, it was blueprint in 2015 blueprint uh, for biotechnology. And then it went to the Apollo project and they were going to use the moon shots for biotechnology. And then in 2022, it was the Athena and on the cover, it shows this techno owl, like the bo a technological vision mm -hmm. of the Bohemian owl for biotechnology. And in that they wanted to give each person 20,000 vaccines and filled wow. with all sorts of yeah. stuff at that. You're not even a human at that point. Uh, Celeste, I, I have, uh, if, if Dan doesn't mind, I have one more question for you, and it's a big one. I know you can't answer it, but maybe food for thought, maybe something you can join me on hyperdrive with. But the idea that we're living in a computer simulation matrix type of uh, environment, there's a lot of information coming out about that now. David, David I just did something here recently on that. Um, and, uh, you know, briefly, uh, just where are you in that, in that uh, discussion? So I don't, I think it's moving more into a simulation. I think the evil world would like us to believe, I think like slowly they're edging us into the metaverse or the synthetic matrix. I do not believe the original creation was um, mm -hmm. a simulation. I believe mm -hmm. in the true living God, his creation, it's, it was real. Um, but since maybe Genesis 6, uh, they have been transitioning us into this metaverse synthet um, synthetic matrix kind of mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. But it's not real. I don't believe it's real. Yeah. 
I, I tend to agree with you there. And uh, I think it'd make a fascinating discussion though. Yeah. 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 He, he's, he's baiting you. So I'm, I'm on hyperdrive. So uh, obviously you've got both of your, uh, both of you've got the others uh, uh, information. So I, I, I would uh, enjoy hearing that discussion on hyperdrive. That'd be, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it will be. It will be. We just have to set the date. Yeah, there you go. Okay. That's wonderful. Sounds good. Well, as, as we always say, the, da- the dots do all connect, and they really, really do. We just need to be able to assemble them and, and find those dots. And Celeste, I know no one that does a better job of of identifying the dots and pulling them into the discussion so that we can assemble them. So thank you again for being our guest. You're a terrific guest. Uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon and we'll be in touch. And I want to thank our viewers and listeners for joining us for connecting the dots. Uh, Join us again next Sunday. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, oh, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to L.A., where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. Today